0: Alright, good evening everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is March 3rd, 2022 and week 161 if you're new around here. Welcome to joy in the midst of the storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about baptism again. That is like the focal point because it's the foundation. And no matter what anybody says, it's a requirement baptism we talk about it so much for a reason so baptized into christ let's take a deep dive and see what it actually says about that in the scripture so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message as always i hope you guys get something out of it thank
1: you melvin before we get into the text tonight let's go ahead and go into a word of prayer um so if you guys have a chance um join in with us. Gracious Lord, thank you for another opportunity. Lord, we thank you for just being the God you are to us, Lord, being a a loving father to us, Lord, continuing to uh, correct us when we're wrong, continuing to uh, strengthen us when we're weak, continuing to pick us up when we're down. Lord, we thank you for Uh, Just being there for us, Lord We thank you for those that you've put in our lives, Lord To help us, Lord To uh, lend a helping hand, Lord To just uh, be a brother and sister in Christ, Lord We thank you for uh, all of that at this hour, Lord Because we understand without you uh, Nothing is even possible And so, Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight We're praying that uh, we would all gain something, Lord That we would all uh, continue to grow, continue to uh, be uh, just uh, ch- uh, strengthened, Lord, for the lack of a better word, just continue to be strengthened in your worry, Lord, continue to grow stronger and stronger in you. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that we would remember there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. And so, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. So
1: uh, as Melvin said already, we are going into the topic of baptism yet again. Somebody said we're always talking about that. There there is a reason that uh, I feel is necessary because this is one of the first things um, that we should be doing. Now, I'm not saying this is the first thing as soon as you go to the church and, you know, they say, hey, how you doing? What's your name? And you tell them your name and then they say, all right, let's baptize them. I'm not talking like that. But somewhere in the beginning stages, we need to make sure we're doing this uh, because it is a foundational thing. Uh, when we have a foundation, you build that at the beginning of the be- uh, of the building process. If you're going to build a house, you're going to lay the foundation first. You don't build that house because how can you build it without a foundation? And so this is something that has plagued churches around the world, not properly laying the foundation, not uh, stressing the importance on baptism. And so we're going to look at that tonight. And for those of us who say, well, I'm already baptized, well, if you would learn what that baptism means, it would honestly mean more to you. You would gain understanding because I didn't understand what it meant at first. You know, yes, I can quote the scripture and say, oh, it's for my sin. But what what do these things really mean, though? Have we gotten any deeper than where we started? So We're talking about being baptized into Christ. Now we're going to pick it up in the book of Romans chapter six. Romans chapter six in verse three.
0: Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. The
1: writer here who uh, many believe is Paul. He says, don't you know. That. Us now. He's talking about a certain group of people. He said, that's so many of us. Because there's a lot of people not baptized into Jesus. A lot of people. Somebody said, I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Now, that's a different baptism. I know you might think it's not, but it is. Because we're not going to find that method saying those words verbatim ever actually take place in the scripture. It never happened. So Paul said, those of us who were baptized into Jesus, don't you know we were baptized into his death? See, this baptism means something. This isn't just for fun. This isn't just a pastime. This isn't just for symbolism. Somebody said it was only symbolic, had no meaning other than symbolism, but that's not what he tells us. He said, don't you know you were baptized into Jesus Christ, his death? Don't you understand that? This was more than symbolism, as someone would say.
0: He said, don't you know this?
1: Let's see what he said in verse four, because for someone, this still is not enough. Let's see what he said.
0: Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. Mm Mm-hmm. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father, even so we also should walk in newness of life.
1: He said, after you were baptized into Christ's death, which also represents your death, Jesus told us, take up your cross and follow me. He said, you got to die also, but we're going to die spiritually. He said, take up your cross and follow me. And now we get baptized to follow him because it's what he told us to do. We were commanded to be baptized. It's not an option. This is what God commanded us. So he says, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. This baptism means something. There should be a change taking place. Now, Jesus explained the baptism a little differently, and we'll go and pick his up as well, because this baptism. See, when something dies, see, notice here, he said, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. Not only is he saying we spiritually died there from a spiritual standpoint, I hope you can follow me. Not only did we die we also were resurrected. See, this is what baptism is. You're being born again, friends. That's what he's telling you. He said it was not just about death, it's not just about water. This is you being born again. But now somebody's not going to believe me. So we'll pick up Jesus saying it. But before we do that, let's go back up. No, no, let's keep reading first. No, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) Let's go up to verse one. Then we'll read back down so we can get uh, what he said at the beginning here. What shall we say then?
0: Shall we continue in sin?
1: Now, this is a legitimate question that a lot of people ask. And some people aren't even asking this question. Some people are just doing it, continuing in their sins, He said, well, what shall we say then? Because people have a lot to say. People have a lot of stuff to say. But he said, shall we continue in sin? You know, I seen one person. They said, well, if you don't sin, then Jesus died for nothing. (laughs) The devil has deceived you because you already were sinning. That that wasn't the point. You've always been sinning, but... God doesn't want you to continue in sin. There's a difference. Continue. Somebody say, well, all of us sin. Yes, but not all of us continue in sin. It's not a daily ritual for some of us to engage in sin. We don't plan it. We don't wake up saying, man, I can't wait to sin today. We don't joke about sin. Some of us now. Some of us take sin seriously, because if you look at it, God takes sin seriously. Why would he require someone to pay for it if it wasn't a serious offense? We're taking sin lightly today. We say, well, I messed up. It ain't no big deal. I just say I'm sorry. God takes it serious, though. Read that again for me, Mel.
0: What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin mm-hmm. that grace may abound? He said, can we just continue in sin because we can ask for
1: forgiveness? Isn't that what grace is? We say, well, I can repent. I can say I'm sorry. You know, some people will tell God, you know, God, I'm sorry for this sin. And then they go and sin. You're not sorry for something if you're premeditating it. You might feel a little sorry, but you're not sorry enough to actually not do it. You're not sorry enough. Sometimes we believe in something a little bit, but we don't believe enough to actually act on that belief. So, A lot of people say, well, I believe in Jesus. But, you know, when it comes time to do those things that Jesus said, they don't believe in him that much. They said, well, I'm not that big of a Christian. (laughs) They said, I'm not that saved. I'm just a little saved. That means you don't believe in him enough. You don't believe enough to be saved. That's what you're telling me. So we're having this problem. And Paul recognized, I believe it was Paul that wrote this. He recognized. He said, can we just continue on doing wrong because we say we can repent? Somebody actually thinks this way. Somebody actually think this is acceptable. They said, well, can't you just repent? Can't you just say you are sorry? But are you really sorry? Yeah, you can say it. <laughs> you can say it. But do you mean it? Do you mean it? If I look at someone, if I go to Walmart, as a matter of fact, if I go to the police station and I tell the officer, you know, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do, but I'm about to go rob Walmart. You think they believe me? Suppose I tell the people at Walmart, you know, I'm sorry for this, but I'm going to rob you. You think they believe me? They said, man, if you're sorry, don't do this. You haven't even did it yet. You don't even have to be sorry. We're just talking as if we're sorry. We're talking as if we believe in Christ. So Paul wanted to address this. He said, can't we just continue? Just keep on doing wrong. We'll know we're doing wrong. God knows for a long time in my life, I knew I was wrong. I knew it, but I was okay with doing it. How many of us are still in this same situation? I recognize I couldn't continue. See, that's the difference. God is looking for someone to stand up and say, you know, I'm wrong, and I won't continue doing this wrong. That's what he's looking for. He doesn't want us to just keep on going, knowing we're wrong. So Paul said, can we just continue because grace is going to help us because we can repent? Let's see what he says. God forbid He said, God forbid that. God's not going to allow it you 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 can think. well, I go to church. Yes, that's good, but God's not going to allow it. He's not going to allow you to continue. Doing the wrong things Knowing you're wrong God's just not going to allow He said God forbid Uh
0: How shall we That are dead to sin Live any longer therein
1: He said We have been born again Somebody has been Born again Somebody has been baptized They said Oh I'm a new creature now Somebody said The Lord has changed my life. How? How has he changed your life? When we're still doing the same thing. Somebody told me recently. (laughs) They wanted to continue doing wrong. And they say, well, Paul said he become all things to all people. That's your excuse to keep doing wrong. Paul did not sin for anybody. Paul did not sin to please people, because if he did, that would make him a hypocrite. He's telling us here, he said, don't continue sinning. He said, don't you know you've been baptized into Christ's death? Somebody out there has been baptized, still doing the same wrong stuff. Somebody has been, somebody has received the Holy Ghost, still doing the same wrong stuff. And somebody has did neither of them and still doing the same wrong stuff. And knowing they need to get their lives together. If you don't believe so, look around at the condition of the world. We've got. An attack, full on assault going on right now in Ukraine. A lot of innocent people, I was watching videos of. Um, so many bombings and missiles and uh, just so much destruction going on. I mean, you can pull up videos on it. I've seen how uh, students, people in schools, medical schools and just different schools over there, people trapped. Their daily lives turned upside down. They can't go to work every day. These people are trying to get out. Look at their resources being depleted. And look at how we're living, the rest of us who are not going through this. How much more should we be calling on God, telling God, look, I've been doing a lot of wrong stuff. Somebody's going away too late. But we're seeing the terror upon the world right now. Uh, I listened to the president of Russia talk, and he has already threatened the West. For those of us who love the U.S., he's already threatened the West, which the U.S. is included in that. He said, look, if you guys want to get involved, it'll be greater consequences than have ever been seen. Russia has more nuclear weapons than anyone else in the world as a matter of fact i vaguely remember them uh testing some equipment uh i can't remember how many years ago it was but i said that to say we're seeing what happens when someone is overtaken with evil i mean the president there is not concerned with how many people have to die in his own military or the people in the country of Ukraine. He's not concerned. And you know that's. How the devil wants us to be. Not concerned about the next person at all. Not even concerned with ourselves. Think about some of the foolish things we have did. With our own body. Some predicaments we put ourselves in. But. Paul tells us here, he said, don't you know you have been baptized into Christ? You're supposed to be a new creature. Your baptism meant something. It should have. It should have represented a change, a new beginning for you. You were born again. We weren't born again to continue doing the same stuff we know God is displeased with. So he brings that out here in chapter 6. Let's, let's read verse 2 again.
0: God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein?
1: He said, sin, you, you shouldn't have any attraction to sin anymore. You, even if your flesh desires to do wrong, you should be telling yourself, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. King David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I may not sin against thee. Man after God's own heart. God wants somebody to take this serious for those of us who have been baptized into Christ. And for those of us who have not, because we need to be baptized into his name. Let's keep reading here.
0: Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Mm -hmm. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life.
1: He said you should make a change. Your life should be brand new. Things should be different for you now. In a way that they had never been. Walking in the newness of life. Being a brand new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. So. This is what he's talking about here. But I wanted to. Point out the baptism here. He said. Know ye not There's So many of us As we're baptized Into Jesus Christ Somebody hadn't been Baptized into Jesus Somebody was only Baptizing Father, Son, Holy Ghost But I want to go I want to go back to How Jesus put it Let's go back to John chapter 3 We always go here But Paul Put it that way Jesus called it Being born again Notice there was a death And a resurrection. Jesus called it being simply born again. This needs to happen. If it has not happened for you, you need to be born again. And you may ask plainly, how do you do this? You have to be baptized into the name of Jesus. And you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost, with evidence now, speaking in tongues. If you have not, you have not gotten the evidence. This is being baptized into Christ. Now, if you don't believe me, let's see what the word says. So now let's pick it up in John 3 and verse 3. I won't be able to read it all. But let's pick it up in John 3 and
0: 3. Uh, Really quickly, we have two comments. Casey says, praise the Lord, brothers. Praise the Lord, Casey. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, David says, the Lord told the harlot to go and sin no more. And yeah, a lot of people use that as as an excuse to keep sinning. You know, he who is without sin cast the first stone because we all have sin. But we always want to leave off the part where Jesus said, go and sin no more. So yeah, great comment. Thank you both for tuning in.
1: We didn't read that part. (laughs) We stopped right there. (laughs) So let's pick it up in John 3 and let's start at
0: verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This is what he's
1: expecting us to do. Being baptized into his death, or we can call it being born again. We're talking about the same thing. We're talking about the same stuff here. Jesus said you need to be born again or else you just won't be able to see you won't be able to see the kingdom of God. We all want to see it. We all said, I can't wait till I get to heaven. He said, well, you won't even see it. But now he's really talking about comprehension. He said, "You, how many times have we talked to someone and we've tried to explain it? And they said, I just don't see it the way you're talking about it. I just don't see it like you. That's what he's talking about here. He said, you won't even understand. You won't even understand why someone is saying you should turn away from your sins. You don't even understand it that way. You said, well, it doesn't seem like it's that bad. How How is me doing this hurting someone else? Because it's sin. And God said, we shouldn't continue in it.
0: So he said, we must be born
1: again. Let's pick up verse four.
0: Nicodemus saith unto him How can a man be born When he is old He's confused As we have been
1: Until someone had to help us And enlighten us Go ahead
0: Can he enter the second time Into his mother's womb And be born Mm -hmm. Jesus answered Verily verily I say unto thee Except a man be born of water And of the spirit He cannot enter Into the kingdom of God He said you have to be
1: baptized That's the water. And you have to receive the Holy Ghost. That's the Spirit. Two different things. This is being baptized into Christ. Once we do this, he said, I'm expecting a change. Now, he's expecting it, honestly, (laughs) to be honest with you, either way. But now, you're just not going to be able to do it if you hadn't been born again. You're just not going to be able to fully do it. You can make some changes. God can bless you to overcome some uh, addictions or struggles or whatever. But the full change that he's looking for, you won't be able to do it. Why? Because he said so. He said you just won't be able to see the kingdom of God. He said you won't be able to enter unless you do this. So God set that rule. I did not. This is what it takes to be born again. If you don't believe that look at it for yourself. Jesus himself, he was baptized of John the Baptist. John the Baptist didn't feel he was worthy. He said to even untie your shoes as we would say But Jesus said, look, suffer it to be so. He said, we have to fulfill all righteousness. He said, this must be done. I, I need to be baptized. Why? For our sakes. For our sakes, he needed to be baptized. A man who had no sin said he needed to be baptized. He said, we have to do this to fulfill the scripture. Don't you know you have to fulfill the scripture? If Jesus himself had to fulfill it, a man with no sin, how are you not going to do what the scripture told you and think you're going to be okay? So, Jesus himself was water baptized and we find him receiving the Spirit. And so I want to go over because we we read some of Paul's writings. so I want to see Paul in action again. Let's pick up Acts 19 chapter. I love the the works and the writings of Paul because I see a person who was dedicated. He was dedicated to Christ. After God got him straightened out, he was sold out. Somebody said he was on fire. Let's see what happened here in Acts 19 and verse 1.
0: And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. You know, he found some
1: disciples and he wanted to know, have you been baptized into Christ? He wanted to know, have you been born again? That's what he wanted to know. After finding out, we believe in God, he said, okay, well, have you did this though? Well, we believe in Jesus. Okay, but have you did this? Now, this is going to be the same two things Jesus mentioned. See, there's no contradiction in the scripture, the contradiction takes place with our understanding. That's where the confusion takes place. The Bible tells us God is not the author of confusion. We get confused because we don't understand God. We don't understand him. And instead of getting an understanding, we automatically say, well, I already know. I already know the answer to this. As my pastor would tell me, he said, you got to stop and pray. Ask God to help you. Because if not, we'll mess up. So now,
0: let's pick up verse 2. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He said, have you received the Spirit? Now, this is the same thing Jesus said. Jesus said
1: you must. He said in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven now, the kingdom of God. He said you must. Be born of the water and of the Spirit. So first, Paul reverses that order. He asked them about the Spirit first. He asked them about the Spirit. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? This is, this is a, a valid question for all of us today. If you say you're a believer, if you say you've been baptized into Christ, If you say, I'm born again, I'm a believer. Well, don't be upset if I ask you the same question that Paul asked. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? If you say yes, i say, well, how do you know? Somebody said, well, I cried. I've heard it before. Somebody say, well, I just felt him on the inside. I just had this this warm feeling all over me. There's going to be all kinds of answers. But the evidence that we declare has to match what
0: happened in the scripture. So I'll let the scripture speak for itself on that. Let's see what happened. And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard. Whether there be any Holy Ghost. They said, we don't know what you're talking about. We, don't, we really don't know. All right. And he said unto them, "Unto what then were you baptized? How did you get
1: baptized? You know, I find, Melvin, people get upset when I ask them how they were baptized. People get upset about it today. Somebody said, don't worry about that. My preacher baptized me. I was baptized in the water, just like you. (laughs) We have to make sure we did this thing right, because I'm not the judge. God is going to judge, and he's looking for us to meet the criteria that he set. He's looking for it. You know, I'm reminded of a prophet. God told him to go into town and 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 do his job. And God told him, Don't look, don't stop anywhere. You go do the job and you go out of the town, the opposite, the a different way now. Don't go out the same way. He said, Don't stop and eat. Don't do any of that. The prophet disobeyed him. He went and ate with someone. And, you know, we would say, What? Well, well, what's wrong with him eating? He got hungry. That's what we would say. It's not a sin to eat. But what was wrong was he didn't follow the instructions of God. That was the issue. God told him not to do it. We have to learn to follow God's instructions exactly. When we're working on a job. The person giving us the instruction, they're going to be highly upset if they told us to do something a specific way and they found out we didn't do it the way they told us. Just because you say, well, I thought it would be better if we did it this way. They said, man, didn't I tell you to do it the opposite way? So God feels this way. So Paul asks, how were you baptized? let's see what they said
0: and they said unto John's baptism,
1: John the Baptist baptized us. that's what they told him but now this baptism has now become obsolete. you know let me let me put it to you this way Apple has uh, <laughs> Apple has this they have the tendency, Let me put it this way Things don't last Some things now Some things do last longer But some things don't last Some things were very uh, Time oriented In the baptism of John His baptism Really was to baptize Jesus And tell people about him That's That's what God sent him for And so Once he finished his job, once Jesus died and was risen again, his baptism actually was invalid now. If somebody baptizes you today using the John the Baptist method, it's not going to be valid. Why? Because Jesus has now given you a method to baptize. I'll put it to you this way. Sometimes when you're on a job, your manager will tell you, hey, this is how you should do this task. And you know, later on, you get some higher authority instructions. The actual head person says, uh uh-uh. uh, no, you're not doing it that way. Do it this way now. Who are you going to listen to? The head person. And so, the method that John the Baptist had given, it was good for his time. But now a greater than John the Baptist is here, a greater than Solomon is here, a greater than anyone else before or after is here. And so now Jesus tells us to be baptized in his name. In his name now. It tells you that in the book of Luke. It actually tells you that in Matthew 28, 19, if you can understand it. He tells you that in Mark 16, baptism is in the name of Jesus. That's the reason Paul said so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ. He said a lot of us were baptized into Jesus' name. Paul brought it up in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 13. He said, look, there, there, there is some schisms here. There's some divisions here. We."
0: I I think I want to get that. Let's finish this first. We'll see. Then said Paul, John verily baptized, with the baptism of repentance, Mm -hmm. saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Now,
1: I'll tell it to you plainly. John the Baptist didn't call on any name when he baptized people. He only told them to believe on one who was coming who was going to be even greater than John the Baptist was. He didn't know his name, though. He never told them his name because he didn't know it at first. He didn't know it at first. So he was not baptizing in Jesus' name. He just was baptizing them, taking them down in the water, not calling on a name. You know, today we're still doing this baptism. We're saying, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And we take them down in the water. And you know that's equivalent to the John the Baptist's baptism. Why? Because you didn't call a name. You didn't call a name. Father is not a name. You have a father and so do I. Mine is deceased. Nonetheless, my biological father is deceased. Nonetheless, he has a name. His name is not Father. We can be speaking about any father in the world, the millions and billions of them. Even some who are dead and gone like mine. We can be talking about them. We can bring somebody from the past. Son is not a name. I'm a son. Melvin is a son. Are you baptizing them in my name? In the name of Tony or in the name of Melvin? I hope not. But you might as well be if you only say I baptize you in the name of son. What's his name? The devil, he's totally fine with you saying father, son, Holy Ghost. Because you can be talking about him. You can be talking about <coughs> Satan himself, Lucifer himself. Why? Because the Bible tells me he is a liar and the what? Father. The father of the lie. So just because you said I baptize in the name of the Father, who who are you talking about? Lucifer? He's a father. He's a son. And he's a spirit. Who are you talking about? So John the Baptist did not baptize calling on any name. And for any of us baptizing saying Father, Son, Holy Ghost. We're doing the same thing. We're not being baptized into a name. Because if you say Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is a name, I really need you to explain that. But I know there's no way you can. Because any time you fill out any paperwork, any, any form, whether it's electronic, uh, whether it's on a piece of paper, When they put name down, you say John or Sally or or, or Bo, you put something down that is an actual name. You don't put father. You don't put son. You don't put daughter, cousin, because those aren't names. Those are titles. Those are not names. So, now that we've gotten that out of the way,
0: let's see what happened in verse 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Look at the name that they
1: were baptized in, Jesus. Paul brought that up in Romans 6. He said, we were baptized in the name of Jesus now. We, you shouldn't continue going the way you're going. You were baptizing Jesus' name. You carry that name now. There's a difference. Being baptized in a name. Somebody was baptized and no name was ever mentioned. Somebody said, well, you know who I was talking about. How do I know? You never called a name. There was never a name. The apostles never baptized this way. You're not going to find it one time in the scripture. Not once. If you can I'll accept it. So I would challenge anyone out there who says Father, Son, Holy Ghost, baptism is acceptable. I will accept it. I'm humble enough to accept it, but you got to find it for me and show it to me. So now when they heard this, I believe Paul knew what he was talking about. I believe Peter, James. Matthew, John, all of these apostles, I believe they knew what they were talking about. So they made sure to baptize in Jesus' name only. So when they heard this, he rebaptized them because they were already baptized. So for anybody who questions, well, should I get rebaptized? Here's your answer yes. Yes, you should. Let's pick it up. Let's keep reading
0: here. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. They received the Holy
1: Ghost with evidence. They spoke in tongues. That's the evidence. This is the evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm not going to get too deep into that, but it continues to happen all throughout the scripture. But I want to get one other thing while I'm thinking about it. Let's pick up uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And let's start at verse 11. You know what? Go up to 10. Let's start at 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. We're still talking about being baptized into Christ.
0: Uh, We have a couple of comments. Jeremy says, and we add on to the scriptures. And um, I'm believing that is in response to when um, Tony was saying that we don't have an understanding uh, and that we say that we already know instead of trying to get an understanding. And then Jeremy said, and we add on to the scriptures and also take away from the scriptures. As David mentioned earlier, um, Jesus told the heartless to go and sin no more. We always seem to leave that part off. And speaking of David, he has another comment. He says, being baptized isn't just being sprinkled with water either, but to be completely submerged or buried in the name of Jesus. And I heard another preacher say, if your dog dies, if somebody if somebody dies, you don't just sprinkle them with dirt. You fully submerge them. They go fully down. And that's what baptism is. It's a death and also a resurrection. Mm-hmm. So thank you for the comments. Um, So now 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10. Now I beseech ye, brethren. I'm begging you. Go ahead. By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing. The name now is something about the name of Jesus. There's no other name
1: under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other name. So he's telling us there is no other name. You'll find that in the book of Acts. I believe it was chapter four or five. I don't remember which one, but it's one of those chapters. There's no other name. This is the name to be baptized in, Jesus. So he said, I'm begging you now, once again, by the name of Jesus. Go ahead
0: that you all speak the same thing.
1: You know, it's a beautiful thing for all of the Christians to get together and speak the same thing. But unfortunately, we won't. Unfortunately, we just won't because somebody's going to say, "Well, I'm going to be Baptist till I die." I'm telling you things I've heard people say. Somebody's going to say, "Well, I'm Methodist till I die." "Well, I'm Catholic till I die." I, I'm I'm apostolic till I die. We need to be people who follow the scriptures till we die, because if it's something about your belief that is wrong, can you adapt? Are you willing to change? Paul said we're new creatures. Are you willing to become made new because you found some new information? You didn't know that what you had been believing was wrong. Are you willing to change, though? Or are you just going to say, well, I'm holding on to this this doctrine, the Latter-day Saints doctrine. Are you just going to hold on to your doctrine? Somebody's doing this. I have to be willing to accept something is not right. I have to. My salvation is at stake here.
0: So he said, look, we all need to speak the same thing. Go ahead, man. And that there be no divisions among you, Mm -hmm. but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. We know we don't believe this. Somebody said, well, well, the scriptures can mean something
1: different for me, and for you it means something else. We better get the meaning that God is giving, though. We, we, We need to get the meaning God is giving, though. Because some of us, we're just wrong. Because God says we're wrong. If God tells me, Tony, you're wrong, I got to accept that and say, God, help me to get it right. That was something that was on my mind. I was thinking the other day, you know, it's so easy to see somebody else's problem. We can just look at them and say, man, why they do that? Why Why do they do this? It's so easy to see somebody's problem. But, you know, I said, Lord, show me my own problem. I can see somebody else's. But, Lord, I want to make sure I see my own problem. Because I don't want to go through my whole life with the same issue. Somebody said, Tony, ain't fi- he hadn't fixed his problem yet. I don't want to go through life with that problem. And I die having the same problem, same condition. And God is willing to help me fix it. But I have to be willing to see my problem. So, Lord, help us to see our own problem and not just see it, fix it. Somebody don't want to fix it because they say, well, have you fixed yours first? Somebody don't want to fix their own. Let's keep going, man. We're running out of time.
0: For it hath been declared unto you, unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you.
1: Now, Paul is wanting to address a situation going on in the Corinth church. He said, There's an issue going on here. I had to find out from some members who know what's going on.
0: And this is what they told me. There's some contention, there's some fightings. Go ahead. Now, this I say that every one of you saith, I am of Paul. See, sometimes people beget. Sometimes people become puffed up.
1: Uh, somebody say braggadocious. <laughs> Sometimes we begin to brag. They said, "Well, I'm a Paul." See, is that not what we're doing when we start bragging about our church? Well, see, I'm I'm a apostolic. See, we don't do that. Well, I'm a Baptist. See, we are you. What can't? Why can't you just be a follower of Christ? I'm not saying you shouldn't be proud. That's not what I'm saying, but I've seen how in some of these religions, some of these denominations, there'll be some false doctrine, and we'll be just as proud as we want to say, well, I'm going to hold on to it because this is uh, (laughs) the non-denominational way, which is a denomination, by the way. It is a denomination. I'm not going to get into that. Let's keep going, Mel.
0: And I of
1: Apollos. He said, some folks around here are talking about, well, I'm of Paul. And somebody else said, well, I'm of Apollos. Go ahead. And I of Cephas. I'm of Cephas now. Uh Uh-huh. And I of Christ. Well, I'm of Christ. He said, somebody else, somebody saying all these things. Paul said, well, look, I'll tell you, I'm of Christ. We have to be Christians at the end of the day, Christ-like. Not about the denomination. Now, don't misunderstand me. Denominations give you a lot of information about a church. So I'm not saying throw it in the trash. But I'm saying I shouldn't just be about this denomination. When I can find they're telling me something wrong. I got to be willing to say, man, I just want to follow God. I want to follow the truth here. It's not about what my dad was Episcopalian So I gotta be a piss No So there are people Saying well I follow this I follow this teaching I follow that teaching That's what we're dealing with That's what we're dealing with Let's read man Is Christ divided? He said is Christ divided? But I want to get to something Go ahead Was Paul crucified for you? He said Was Paul the one that was crucified for you? Was Cephas crucified for you? What about Apollos? Was he crucified for you? Go ahead. Or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? This is what I want. He said, Whose name were you baptized in? See, somebody hadn't been baptized in a name yet. Somebody was still baptized in Father, Son, Holy Ghost. No name. That's no name, friends. He said, Were you, was Paul crucified for you? For those of you walking around saying, well, I'm of Paul. He said, was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? He said, when you got baptized, did they say, I now baptize you in the name of Paul? He said, were you baptized that way? You should have been baptized in the name of Jesus. And if you were not, you got to go and redo it, which is what we've seen in Acts 19. See, it's something about that name. There's a reason somebody out there is fighting being baptized into Christ, being baptized into Jesus Christ. Somebody's fighting it. So I'm out of time. I'm out of time. But Paul said, I thank God I didn't baptize all of you guys. I thank God I didn't baptize all of you guys. let's,
0: let's Let's read a couple more verses. I thank God that I baptized none of you, but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I had baptized in my own name.
1: He said, I wasn't baptizing in my own name. What was his name? His name wasn't Father. Paul's name was not father. Paul's name was not son. His name was Paul. His name was Paul. He said, I I didn't baptize y'all in my own name. So we are to be baptized in the name of Jesus. That's the only name that any apostles ever baptized in. That's the only name. Now, I can deal with Matthew 28, but I'm not going to deal with that tonight. I'm really running out of time here. I've ran out of time here. But now somebody says, (laughs) somebody says, well, I'm going to believe Jesus, Matthew 28, 19, over the book of Acts, because we can see Peter said in Acts 2, 38, Uh, Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so somebody say, well, I'll believe Jesus over Peter. And that sounds good. That really sounds good because I would believe Jesus over Peter, too. Except what you're saying is. You're saying you'll believe Matthew 28, 19 over Acts 238. Matthew 28, 19 was written by Matthew. Acts 238 was written by Luke. So, really, what you're telling me is you're gonna believe Matthew over Luke. That's what you're telling me. So that is a flawed view. It's flawed. We got to go back to the scripture and make sure we get this thing right. Make sure we get an understanding because God is expecting it. So my time has ran out. Uh I've got to wrap this thing up because you guys know I I can keep going. <laughs> but at this time, if we got anything else,
0: um. Yes, David says, one faith, one Lord, one baptism. This is found Ephesians. in Ephesians. Yep, I believe it's four and five. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I think you're right. Uh, Casey says, amen. And um, David says, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, that no man cometh to the Father except through me. So, it it's so true. Um, but Matthew twenty eight and nineteen it says, "Go ye into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost." And as I've heard and have said before, name there is singular. Jesus said, "I am coming in my Father's name." And he also, and we already know he in the role of the Son, his name is Jesus. And he also said, "I'm going to send the Holy Ghost in my name." In the Book of Revelations, he says, "I'm the Alpha." and the Omega, which is the beginning and the end. We already know he's the middle. It all aligns. It all adds up to Jesus being the name. I was baptized at age 11. And I know back then, I didn't know anything about it. All I know was um, I'm just going into this water because that's what everybody else has done. I remember the church that I went to, I always had an altar call. And then I went up there and then he asked, do you accept the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior to come into your heart? And then he said that I was saved. So I don't know what he said, but I had to go back. I believe it was in May of 2018. I had to go back and do it again just to be sure. Because that's how so many people believe they are saved today. You know, they look at these letters written to the church. Saying that all you have to do is this, all you have to do is that to be saved. But we're skipping the foundation. We're skipping John chapter 3, Acts chapter 2, and any other place, Acts chapter 19, we're skipping over all of that. And I've said it before, that's like Tony getting a letter in the mail congratulating him for becoming a lawyer. And then that's like me opening his mail and saying, oh man, I'm a lawyer, but I haven't taken any classes. I haven't read the book. I haven't taken the bar exam. So that isn't for me just yet. I have to go back and do these steps first. I have to build my foundation and make sure that is right. We, we all know the foundation. Uh, Jesus talking to Peter, he said, I was going to build my house on a rock. And he also gave, and he also talked about a house built on the sand versus a house built on the rock. The house that was built on the sand, the storms came, the winds were boisterous, it failed. And it also said, Great was the fall of that house. But the house that was built on the rock, the house that had the solid foundation, t- troubling times came. For all of us, troubling times do come. But the thing about having a strong foundation is it's going to get through it, it's not going to fall. It's going to be beat up sometimes. <laughs> But it's going to make it through. Um, David says, the Lord gave Peter the keys to the kingdom. And that's why we see him giving a lot of sermons. He was the one that was talking that Luke wrote of in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It said, and Peter and the rest of the apostles, because he was the, the leader at that point, talking to them, saying, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. He's saying the same thing that Jesus said. He's just saying the name. So I believe that is um, all of the comments. Thank you guys for tuning in. Casey, David, and Jeremy. We always appreciate the comments, the questions, and, and, the, and the concerns. Thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you to those who listen on the podcast. We greatly appreciate each and every single one of you. So if that be it, then again, thank you for tuning in. As my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every, seven, every Monday evening. At 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Counted all joy, counted all joy, and again, counted all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. And again, thank you for tuning in. Have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. Thank you.